0: Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's Lord Drew, and I'm by myself. <laughs> um, I don't got Maddie Biz down here with me. It's just me alone in the 1853 studio. Well, I'm here with Lucille, actually, so I'm really not by myself. But um, it's the holiday weekend, and me and Biz aren't gonna be in, you know, in the studio doing Another episode of Cask and Crow or a live stream this weekend will be taking off to spend time with our families for the holidays. But I got some time and I said, you know what? I would love to come down here and give our listeners a bonus pod. For everyone who's been rocking with us, I just want to say thank you guys. Um, it's, you know, it's been a really fun time these past 13 episodes. Me and Biz are having a good time. And I just was like, you know what? Let me come down and see. If I could do a solo show, so we'll find out how shitty this is going to be, or you never know, might be good. But for all you guys who have been listening to the show, um, you guys know I'm a big giant fan of the Walking Dead lore in general, just the show and especially the comic books. More, more so the comic books. Um, I do like the show. Um, I fell in and out of it over the last couple of seasons. I feel like once they, um, once they got rid of Andrew Lincoln, that was really it for me as far as you know his character Rick. Um, but they were fucking up the show seasons prior to that, man. Like they started really, really messing with the uh, whole storyline as far as the comics, and they just really weren't staying true to the source material. And you guys know I hate that type of shit. I mean, look, there's just there's just one of these things where if something has a fan base and something is doing really well and then you want to have an adaption of it, but the original source is still ongoing and still major, why, why change shit up? And you guys know, if you listen to past episodes, I complain about this shit often, not just in The Walking Dead, but then a lot of, a lot of different things. Um, video game to movie incarnations and comic to movie incarnations, all that type of stuff. I understand you got to change shit up because then it just gets stale and um, the viewers or the readers will expect um, what they already know. So you got to kind of flip shit up and that's okay. But, um, you know, I feel like as the years went on with The Walking Dead, the um, AMC television show that. They really, I don't know, they just got a little too crazy. But I figured I'd come down here and talk about The Walking Dead in general. Um, I mention it often on the Cask and Crow show. So I was like, you know what? At first I was going to do my three favorite issues from The Walking Dead books. I was going to give you guys my three favorite issues and do um, a complete... Comparison from book to show, but then I started doing my homework on you know episode one, season one of the Walking Dead television show, and how good they stuck to the source material there, and and uh, how how awesome that first six episodes, that first season was only six episodes. So once I started like diving into that and getting into that, I was like, you know what? Let me just take instead of doing my th- like, my top three favorite issues, let me do major differences, um, from the book to the show, and I thought that was kind of cool, so I'm down here, and I got my coffee, so I'm ready to rock, but, um, I started to think about my top three favorite issues, and, um, one of them was issue one, and I know it's cliche, you know, the first issue blah 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 but issue number 1 is really a holy grail for me in comic books and um that was my f- that's my favorite issue of the walking dead um that came out in October 8 2003 man 2003 now i'm not going to fake the funk and pretend that yo i've been on board with the walking dead since it first came out cuz it was in 2003 and no i was not a i, I was not into it Honestly, I didn't get into it until 2010, which when the show dropped, um, the show got me into Walking Dead. Uh, The show came out on October 31st, 2010, Halloween, and uh, that's what really got me into the Walking Dead. Kind of, it's really hard to say that. It's a you know, I have a really weird, um, (laughs) like it's like a. I was into the show, but then honestly, after the third episode, I wasn't into the show. For some reason, the third episode—it was just—it was a real slow start, and um, I just wasn't into it. And then I winded up leaving for the military, and uh, that was that. I was away um, throughout all the holidays that year and all that stuff. But to get into a little bit of my love for The Walking Dead, while I was away. Um, After boot camp and all that stuff, I was training, I was on a, um, Air Force base in Texas and I was there for a few months. And, uh, on this Air Force base, they had kind of like a mini mall. It wasn't like a fucking huge mini mall or like a huge mall, but it was like, you know, it was like a small little, it had like a few stores right outside, like the main shopping center where you guys would go. I'm just trying to put it into terms where you guys can all understand, but, um, In this little mall strip, I guess you can say, they actually had a fucking comic book store, man. There was a fucking comic book store in this mini mall that was on the base. And when I discovered that shit, it was like, it winded up becoming like my home away from home. I would go there probably multiple times a day. I mean, definitely a couple times a day throughout my time when I had time off, I would be going in there. And the dude that worked in there Was a super, super nice guy. And um, they had uh, movies playing and stuff like that. It kind of reminded me of like a little bit like Hollywood video, man. Like when I used to work there with Maddie Biz, uh, comics lining the walls and action figures and just, you know, it was like my home away from home. You know, it really, really was like that was like my little spot that I would go to when I missed home and uh that was my you know it was like my little slice of heaven there so i saw the first 3 episodes i didn't like it i kind of dropped it i went through all my all like my training and things like that i wasn't really thinking about it and i wound up talking to this dude who was running the shop at that time and i wanted to get into something new i um you know i had some time through my training on like days off and there was really nothing else you can really do. I wasn't really leaving the base. Um, I didn't know anyone, you know, I didn't really know anybody outside of the people I was training with. So there was no reason for me to leave the base. You know, I just kind of chilled, uh, worked out and did like my training and whatever, but I wanted to get into something new as far as comic books, like, you know, something to keep me busy. So I'm chatting with the guy and I start to tell him like, what I like and things like that. And he throws me, um, the first Copamendium of the walking dead. And he says, look, man, I think you would like this. The artwork is crazy. Uh, the storyline is super, super dope. Um, but if you don't like it, you can return it and I'll give you back a full refund. Like that's how confident he was in this book. And in the Mendium, I don't really know off the top of the head. I don't really have notes in front of me, but, um, It combines like the first, I don't know, let's just say like the first 15 issues. It could be the first 20. I don't really know off the top of the head, but it combines the first few issues of The Walking Dead into one um, hardcover, big-ass book. So, you know, you were able to get a whole bunch of information right away, and they had, you know, multiple. They had Copamendium 2, 3, 4, and it just, I think. They still have them out now. Well, you know, the series is over now as far as the comic books. The uh, series ended at issue 193, but that was perfect for me. I was able to just, you know what, how could I turn that down? The dude said, if I don't like it, I can just bring it back and I get my money back. I think it was like 40 bucks or something like that. So I took it home and I think I read the whole shit in in like one night and I went back the next day and the dude was like, you didn't like it? And I was like, no, I, I, you know, I want number two but that's how I got into The Walking Dead. But to get back into the show season one episode one the pilot it was the first time that The Walking Dead was on the big screen and this and honestly it was the first intro to I want to say a lot of people you know I, I mean the Walking Dead comic books were very. Huge, successful, but the show really took it to the complete next level. And that's where the comics gained a whole bunch of fans, myself included. But like I said, I can't really credit it to the show or the books, man. It's really hard. Like, you know, I really don't know what I would say. But the first episode, the pilot episode, um, it kicks off with Rick and Shane in their squad car. They're talking about life, general shit, Rick's wife, Lori. They're just talking uh, while they're eating lunch. And it uh, seems like a regular day. And then they get a call um, about a car chase from the neighboring precinct. They take the call in. They zoom off. And um, they're headed out to go save the day. In the book, um, it kicks off right into the action. Um There wasn't a call from the neighboring um, cops or nothing like that from like the next town over. Rick and Shane are chasing down this guy who escaped from prison. They got him pinned down. Rick moves in to flank him, tells Shane to cover him. The dude somehow um, shoots the gun out of Shane's hand and then proceeds to shoot Rick. And Rick lays there bleeding out. Um, In the show, it was... Kind of the same, uh, except they made it a little bit more realistic as the fact that, um, you know, if you're a cop, you're getting briefed on what you got for the most for the most part. And um, there happened to be one extra person in that car that they didn't count for, and that's the guy that crawls out the rear of the vehicle and um, puts one in Rick's sh- chest, shoulder area. And uh, he's laying there, he's bleeding out, and Shane's over him trying to help him out and all that type of shit so that little part and then in the comic book it jumps right into rick in the hospital bed like the next page over you flip the page it's rick in a fucking hospital bed you know he's waking up he has no idea what the hell's going on he has no clue um he wakes up in the fucking hospital and there's no one there in the show it's the same you know it's it's the same thing um they did it so well in the you know in the show they really painted a really good picture of what you saw in the books. It was like this this episode I wish could have been the whole series for now because they stayed so close to the source material it was fucking perfect. Right? So Rick wakes up in the hospital, he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He walks through the hospital, he sees Absolute mayhem carnage, fucking blood and guts everywhere. The whole place is just complete. It looks like a bomb went off in the place. Same thing as the book. He makes his way out of the hospital. On, uh, there's a fucking helicopter right outside the hospital, down, crashed. There's bodies everywhere, and he's just like, what the fuck? You know, he figures he needs to get home. And, um, while he's making his way to try to find himself a way to get home, he stumbles upon this um, half of a person. It's basically um, a person from the waist up, and she's all decrepit and decayed, and uh, it scares the shit out of Rick. She winds up uh, becoming called Bicycle Girl in like the Walking Dead lore. That's what she's referred to as, because technically, um, it's the first zombie that Rick Rhymes ever sees is uh, this half woman that's next to like this bicycle that he winds up taking uh, to ride to his house. And uh, in the book, they show him in like his hospital gown, all skinny, all fucked up, uh, riding this bicycle down like a desolate street. And the show does a really good job with that too. They show Andrew Lincoln riding this bicycle in his fucking hospital gown and stuff like that. And um, he's going home to go see, you know, to go find his wife Lori and his son Carl, and of course the house is empty, and uh, it's ransacked and it's you know it's all fucked up, and uh, Rick breaks down at this point. Um, his wife and son aren't there. He don't you know he don't know what the hell happened to them. He just sees all this crazy shit. He breaks down. And in the show, they did a great job once again. Um, Andrew Lincoln, outstanding. Um, he breaks down in fucking fetal position on the floor and, um, he doesn't know what the hell to, you know, what the hell to do, what the hell to think. And, um, he gathers himself. He leaves the house. Enter Morgan and Dwayne. That's when he meets them in the show. And the same thing as the comics, the same exact thing happens in, in the show in the comics. Um, Dwayne hits him in the head or the face <laughs> with a shovel, knocks him out cause he thinks he's a walker. Morgan takes him into his house when he realizes he's not a zombie and um uh, helps him come to. The show in the comic here gets a little bit a little bit eh, not really completely the same, but like in the comic, there's no Morgan's wife. They don't get into Morgan's wife. And in the show, you know, they show Uh, Morgan really struggling with that internal shit where, you know, he just can't put his wife out of his misery after she's turned and she's walking around the block that they're staying on and, uh, he just can't do it in the comic. They don't really touch on that. Um, they're staying at Rick's neighbor's house. That's where Morgan and his son are staying. And, uh, Morgan kind of breaks it down to Rick as far as what the fuck's going on out there, you know, um, Rick doesn't believe it. He can't, you know, he can't fathom all this type of shit. So he spends the night and um, they go to the police station where Rick used to work. And they arm up, they wash up and all that type of stuff. Um, Pretty much the same shit in the comics. Um, Rick gives him some guns and uh, he tells him he's going to head into the city because his wife, Lori, might be staying at her mother's house in Atlanta. So that's where he's going to head. Morgan decides to stay in the small town with his son. And Rick promises to come back for him. Pretty much in the show, they did the same thing. In the show, Rick gives him a walkie-talkie and says he's going to be on it every single day. And they will stay in touch. And eventually, um, they will meet up at a safe spot, wherever. But in the comic, Rick promises to come back for him. And uh, that's how the first issue of The Walking Dead ends. Um in the show they keep going. In the show, Rick uh heads into town on a squad car. He uh has to get some gas, so he stumbles up across this farm, doesn't have any gas. At the gas station he meets this little girl who's another walker, and um he shoots her in the head. That was the first uh zombie he kills in the show, you know first one he sees was Bicycle Girl. The first zombie he kills in the the show is that little girl at the gas station holding, like, that bunny rabbit or some shit like that. Um, In the comic, he actually goes back to Bicycle Girl and shoots her in the head before he leaves. So there's a little slight differences there. But anyway, in the show, he kills that little girl in the gas station, the little uh, zombie girl and uh, doesn't find any gas, so he gets on a horse, and uh, he's heading into town, and the show keeps going as far as uh, what happens next, he goes into town, uh, he's overrun, there's massive, massive amounts of zombie hordes in the town, and uh, he winds up um, hiding out in a tank, he gets into a fucking tank that's on the middle of the street, and he winds up hiding out in there, and then um, he's basically trapped, You know, the tank is surrounded by zombies and uh, he gets a ring on his radio that he has and it winds up being from Glenn and um, winds up giving that classic line, hey, dumbass line, Uh, same as the book. And um, Glenn eventually gets him out of there and that's that. But the first issue of the comics, they don't show any of that. Um, It's basically just Rick heading into town. That happens in issue two of the comics. So, um... Episode one of uh, the Walking Dead television show, they basically combined the first two issues of um, the Walking Dead comics. But the show, like I said, you know, the show in the first season, you know, it was really good. It was only six episodes, but it was uh, they really stayed to the source material there. Now, there was some major differences, though, and that's really what I'm going to get into today as far as, you know, Major differences from the show to the comic that I would just be able to think of off the top of the head. Um, and, you know, that's where she gets a little bit different because they were very, really good to staying close. But, the like, the major one to me, um, there's no Daryl in the comic book. And I know he's become a huge... Uh, He's basically running the show over there um, on the series on AMC, but he's not in the book at all. And um, I've, like, I've spoke to fans of the show, and when I tell them that, they're like, no fucking way he's not in the book. He's a main character in the book. And No, he's not. Like, you know, he's not in the book at all. He's not even written into the comics. He's just a character that AMC created for the show. Um, And he's awesome in the show you know he just he he's he's not in the books he's uh played by actor Norman Reedus in the show and Norman does a phenomenal job portraying this character and building this character up from what he was in the first uh in the first season to what he's currently in now um i believe his first appearance is in like uh episode 2 of the show um but he's still in it now since the first season to the show current Um, but yeah, he's not in the book at all. I thought that was like, um, something I would, you know, if, you know, if I'm going to sit here and do differences, you know, from, uh, the show and the comic, I got to mention Daryl off the bat right away. I, you know, I know it's a major bombshell. Some people might not know that. And I'm saying that because I've spoke to people, like I said, who had no idea that, um, Daryl wasn't in the comic book, but he's not, um, you know, I just think that's, A major, major, major difference. Um, Another, there's so many differences. And if you guys like shit like this, I'll continue to do this. But um, I just wanted to jump into it and give you guys like a bonus pod. Um, Another major difference is Sophia. The character of Sophia in the show. Uh, Carol's daughter in the book and in the show. She doesn't die. She never becomes a walker. And uh, now during season two, uh, they spend a lot, uh, the majority, actually, of season two looking for Sophia. Um, A lot of people didn't like season two of The Walking Dead. Sorry, I just had to get some coffee. A lot of people didn't like season two... ...of The Walking Dead show. They said it was dragged out... Um, ...and boring. But... ...I might have been one of those people early on... ...but when I revisit it... ...I don't mind season two. There's a lot of character buildup ...and relationships that happened during season two of the show. And um, those early issues in the book too... ...the same thing... Um, those early issues of the book, you know, you're introduced to, um, Maggie and Herschel and all these major characters in the show and the early issues of the book, you know, they're on the farm and you know, they're doing that type of shit. But in the in the show, um, Carl gets shot and they rush to this farm and, uh, there's Herschel and he's a vet and, uh, he kind of works on him and uh, saves his life. But um, in the book, there's not much, you know, there's slight differences. But uh, they spend all of season two basically looking for Sophia because she gets lost. Um, and they can't find her in the in the show. And uh, it turns out the whole time... She was in this barn that Herschel was keeping the walkers in because he thought they were sick and that they were going to get better. And he kept them in the barn as a secret and all this type of shit. And uh, that's when uh, the character Shane goes full Shane, (laughs) you know, and um, opens up the barn and all this shit happens. And out stumbles Sophia as a walker and uh, Rick proceeds to take his python out of his hip. And puts one of their dome right in front of her mother and everybody else. It's pretty fucking wild. But, you know, he had to do what he had to do. And it was reminiscent of shooting that little zombie girl in the gas station from the season prior. And uh, it's just a a sick, awesome scene right there. But uh, in the book, she doesn't die at all. She was never lost. And um, she actually winds up surviving the whole entire thing. And she winds up marrying Carl. And uh, they have a child. And... uh, That's it. She survives the end and in issue 193, she's there with Carl and they're grown and they don't live happily ever after. But, you know, that's really it. She doesn't die. I thought that was a major, uh, major, major difference there. Also, I mean, if I'm going to bring up season two, the character development between Laurie and uh, Shane in season two and the end of season one, really um, a major difference here. Fucking Shane dies in like... Issue number three or four or some shit like that. I don't know off the top of the head. Like I said, I don't, I don't have the books in front of me, but yeah, Shane's character, major difference from the show. He was a a fan favorite in the show. He was probably my favorite character on the show, um, was Shane. Um, but in the books, he's out early, and in 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 the books, he's a little bit of a psycho. As far, uh, I'm more so in the books than in the show. In the in the books, he's real like a dirtbag, man. Like, uh, he's really a piece of shit in the books. And uh, he's plotting to kill Rick all the time right away as soon as he comes back. And um, Carl puts one in his neck. Yeah, little baby Carl. He wasn't a baby. He was like, I don't know, I want to say maybe like eight years old, seven years old at the time. And uh, him and Rick are getting into it having like a little fucking scuffle and Carl pulls out his little <laughs> his little sidearm he keeps on his hip and says don't hurt my daddy and puts one right in Shane's neck and uh kills him on the on the show they kind of do like a callback to that later on whenever uh Shane's character is in full Shane mode and uh Rick kills him but um he comes back as a walker and Carl puts him down so that's kind of like a callback to the comics and um, I really dug watching that because in the in the comics Carl kills Shane, so that's also a major difference. But my last difference from the show to the comics is um, this is probably going to be my last one. Rick has both of his hands. Yeah, um, in the comic. Rick loses his hand pretty early on. I want to say the first 25 episodes, like like the, uh, the, um, the first 25 issues, something around there. Now, if my numbers are wrong like that, spare me, please. Because, I mean, I don't have the books in front of me or I don't really have notes in front of me as far as like issue numbers and things like that. I'm just working off the top of the head. But yeah, Rick loses his hand. Early on, the governor chops that shit off. Now, there's... Major differences between the character, the governor on the show, and the book, too. Which, um, if you guys like this, um, I'll do some more. But... uh, And I'll go into all that shit. I can even dive deeper if you guys want to. But... uh, In the comic, the governor cuts off Rick's hand. And in the show, they just really never went that route. And uh, it's understandable to a, a point, I guess. Because... AMC said it would be too expensive to to have, you know, I guess the CGI and shit like that that it would take to, you know, Rick's on screen fucking all the time, you know, and it would just be one of those things where, I don't know, I feel like they could have uh, I feel like they could have did like what they did in uh, Hook in 1991 or whatever the hell, it, you know, it was, just put one of those like metal nubs on his hand and whatever he spent half the time but it wrapped up in the comics and then he eventually gets like this hand type of thing it's like a mechanical whatever that they make for him it's got like three prongs on it and then i think at some point he puts a hook on there you know at some point in the uh comics but um i don't know why the television you know um show didn't do that i feel like they could have done it and it would have been crazy but i guess it's because They didn't write the governor the way uh, he is in the comics. In the comics, he's not that major of a character. Like I feel like the show, they made him this fucking huge character. And I guess it was because the actor that played him did such a good job and they wanted to keep him on. But um, he was such a huge character in the show. In the comic books, he was a big character for that few issues. I want to say he's only in like... Five issues or some shit like that. And he was a real piece of shit dirtbag, you know? Like, he did some vile shit in the um, comics. And they made, you know, Rick and his crew made a uh, quick of him. They fucking took him out right away. And that's what they should have did on the show. But they fucking dragged that out so much. But, yeah, he doesn't have uh both his hands in the books. And I feel like that's a huge, huge difference end the show you know so th- that's uh that's really going to be it like i said before if you guys um if you guys like this little bonus pod i will dive deeper and i can i can always do more there's so much shit to talk about with the walking dead if you guys like to hear me yap about it <laughs> uh let me know and i'll know by the uh you know i know by the number of downloads that if you guys like this and i'll do it again Um, maybe we can make it a continued thing. Uh, if not, no hurt feelings. (laughs) Everybody have a safe and Merry Christmas. Happy holidays from us over here at Cask and Crow. And thanks for listening. See you soon. Rig tops My chest made it cool about it. Brass knuckles and switch blades and rappers from sixth grade. All you other cats just bitch made. scraps the park, we made out. A-